While it is not time to completely close the book on the New Orleans Saints, it is absolutely warranted to start asking questions about their future here in the 2022 NFL season. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on this live postcast episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media and of course, here with you every single day on Locked on Saints, part of CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today Saints Wire, Tuesday over on Locked on NFL, and of course, here with you every single Monday through Friday. Today's episode of Locked on Saints, this postcast brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Thank you very much, as always, to Prize Picks for uh, sponsoring everything that we really have going on here throughout the week. All you have to do is head over to PrizePicks.com, pick two to five players, and pick whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their sort of projected the prize picks projections and you can win up to 10 times your entry. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on if you want to go and or promo code locked on if you want to go and check them out. So we're here with you for a live episode, a postcast here. So we're going to be about 10, 15 minutes breaking down this matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. And I'll have a more expanded version or episode of you for this conversation uh, for Monday morning. But uh, the New Orleans Saints struggling uh, in this one, a 14 to 22 loss for the team, not what you expected here in Charlotte, North Carolina, which you can see uh, right here just behind me. Uh, the New Orleans Saints struggled quite a bit in in this one. And you know, usually I'm, I'm the positive guy. I'm the guy that comes in and is kind of talking about how, hey, look, the Saints can turn this around. They'll be OK. It's not time to hit the panic button. And while I don't think that it's necessarily time for you to completely close the book on this team, time is running out. So as I have written here in our postcast notes, the book isn't necessarily ready to be closed, but the New Orleans Saints need to quickly turn to a new page because at this point, you're consistently committing turnovers. The offense coming out uh, stagnant yet again for the third week in a row. Uh, five different uh, three and outs in this game. Uh, another multi-turnover game that now the New Orleans Saints are on the wrong side of a three-to-one takeaway to giveaway ratio so far on the season with nine turnovers and only three takeaways. They come to Charlotte, a team that hasn't won a game in nine uh, straight contests that hasn't turned the ball or forced a turnover uh, so far this season. And the Saints turn the ball over three times. They get a blocked field goal and they lose. That's not necessarily what you're looking for for this New Orleans Saints team that we thought was going to be you know, a really, really good team here going into 2022 and certainly are on paper. But now this New Orleans Saints offense, which has struggled to move the football and get going and find a rhythm early on in the season, uh, with the uh, you know with the weapons that they have, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara. Now, despite the fact that you have or had uh, all of those weapons and you haven't been able to get anything going on offense, now you're dealing with injuries over on the offensive side to some of those very players that are supposed to be the difference makers. For you there. So if you weren't able to get it going with them on the field, it becomes a little bit challenging to imagine how you get it going with them not on the field. So the Saints in concerning territory here and me talking about this team in a way that I haven't had to 
since 2006, where you always felt that this team was going to be in it. You always felt that no, you know, um, sort of deficit was insurmountable for this team or whatever it might be. And now all of a sudden you're starting to be a little bit concerned about this team. And I don't think that it's unwarranted. As I mentioned, I think that it's it's okay and it makes sense. It's justified to ask questions about this team and its future right now. I mean, even on the defensive side, struggling with tackles, you saw two missed tackles, one by PJ Williams, one by Tyron Matthew on that big, um, you know, 67 yard touchdown catch and run by wide receiver LaVisca Chenault to the Carolina Panthers. You had the scoop and score from Alvin Kamara, who rarely fumbles. It was only his eighth fumble in 75 career games. That one gets returned for a touchdown. And if your offense isn't able to put points on the board, but then they start giving up points instead, you're not going to win games that way. And it becomes very, very hard. It becomes very, very challenging for a team to win games in those types of situations. So for the New Orleans Saints, they have to get this figured out and they have to get it figured out quickly. I mean, they have a game here to where they're traveling all the way to Europe here this week uh, to take on the, the, the Minnesota Vikings. And then they go back home to have a game against the Seattle Seahawks, both of which are games that under usual circumstances, we would say are winnable games for the New Orleans Saints. And so they need to be able to win those before the schedule gets really, really tough as they continue to uh, continue to move forward. No, Taysom Hill was not a healthy scratch. He was injured. Uh, So I think that when you look at the New Orleans Saints here, they've got to start answering these questions. They've got to start to be able to get it all done. And the, the word that you hear Jameis Winston evoke, that you hear Dennis Allen evoke, is that of execution. Uh, figuring out, you know, uh, the the execution over on the uh, the offensive side in particular, but what happens when you can't execute is that y- you become very quickly a good team playing bad football, and it's really hard sometimes to discern the difference between a good team playing bad football and a bad football team. That that margin is really thin, right? So the Saints have to be able to get this figured out, and it's hard to see how they're going to figure it out. On a week to week basis, I don't know what you want to point to here. I don't know if you want to point to um, the 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 penalties. That's certainly one that you can look at. the The Saints had three of their five three and out drives where they had at least ten penalty yards on those. So shooting themselves in the foot, not even able to take a step forward because they're busy taking a step behind. You had the fumble that led to the scoop and score. You're you know letting free blitzers come off, and Jameis Winston kind of spoke about that a little bit with the the zero blitzes that. Carolina was running, which effectively means cover zero to where there's no safety deep. Instead, they're just sending more people than you can block over on the offensive side. So if you're able to get that immediate pressure, you're going to be able to close in. So that's how they got their sack. That's how Carolina also forced one of the interceptions, which I don't really hold the interceptions against Jameis at all. I know they're going to go against him on the stat sheet, but one of them got batted up in the air and intercepted by a defensive lineman. And the other one, you've got 17 seconds left in the game. You're just trying to make something happen downfield. So I mean, you know, everything else really became uh, the issue missing open receivers, not uh, you know two opportunities to connect in the corner of the end zone that weren't there. Passing on you know an open Adam Troutman who's just streaking over the middle of the field, and open Alvin Kamara at one point blocking on the offensive line, uh, the missed tackling on the defense, special teams even you know you've got three uh, missed field goals in as many games plus a blocked field goal in in this game in particular. So you know I don't I don't mean to you know pound on. I don't want this to turn into you know a complete. You know, um, kind of distraught situation here as I discuss this game and I discuss this team. But I do want to say that, you know, if you're looking at this team right now and you're saying, hey, they're going to be able to fix it, no need to worry about anything, you could just ignore it, then at at some point you have to be able to say, that's disingenuous. And so I'm not going to be disingenuous here. I'm going to tell you that the New Orleans Saints are struggling and they're going to need to figure things out uh, pretty quickly. 
And I'll tell you kind of what they need to figure out here because uh, some of it is penalties, some of it is getting going on the offensive side, but there's a specific element for the New Orleans Saints, particularly in their passing game. They just simply have to be able to get cleaned up. And maybe if they can do that, then the changes become or the improvements become way more, um, uh, way more, uh, I guess, articulate, you know, as, as we look forward to it. But so we'll, we'll talk about that here as we continue on with our uh, postcast, our live postcast here, uh, wrapping up and, and discussing this New Orleans Saints loss. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Pick. So I just mentioned here, a moment ago, uh, Prize Picks is the way that fantasy sports really kind of should be played, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, you don't have to play against other players. You don't have to play against somebody else's lineup, anything like that. You simply pick two to five players and then try to project whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their Prize Picks projection. And with that, you can win up to 10 times your entry back. And first time users are going to be able to get a 100% deposit match of up to $100 by just using the promo code locked on. So you can head over to prizepicks.com or download the mobile device or the mobile app today so that you can start playing daily fantasy sports. Uh, and when you do that, you get that 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 by using the promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, they'll match with $100. You deposit $50, they'll match with $50. Don't forget that's promo code locked on at sign up for the instant deposit match of up to $100 at prizepicks.com. And along with prize picks, I want to tell you about our friends over at Nugenics. Their Nugenics Total T is exactly what you're looking for. If you're somebody that's looking to, uh, you know, uh, maybe slow the aging process a little bit, get back all those things, the aging process, Rob, so that you can feel stronger, leaner, have more energy and drive, more passion, all of those things. Uh, you know, you're going to notice the difference. People around you will notice the difference. And I just want to tell you, Nugenics Total T contains key ingredients like testophen, uh, which have been validated in five clinical studies to show the boost of free testosterone levels in men. So if you want to check that out, you can head over to Nugenics today, or I'm going to give you a text code here to make sure that you're able to get something uh, pretty special. So uh, it can help you reorganize your life and get back into feeling powerful, more confident, good looking, all of those things. So you can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231231. Text now, and you're also going to get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, uh, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Again, that's uh, NFL to 231231. Just text NFL to 231231. All right. We look at this New Orleans Saints team, and particularly over on the offensive side, which still is the place where I think you have the most questions. You're starting to gather some other questions around this team and all. Uh, over the course of you know the the defense and and, and tackling, uh, Will Lutz you now missing three field goals, one in each game. But those are things that you've seen work and you've seen kind of improve over time. You know we've seen the New Orleans Saints defense be the New Orleans Saints defense this season. We've seen Will Lutz be Will Lutz uh, very recently. The thing that we haven't necessarily seen thus far this season is the New Orleans Saints offense getting it going early on. And I think one of the things that continues to keep them from being able to do that is picking up rhythm in the early goings of the game. And you started to see it a little bit in the second half where the Saints started to pick up tempo a bit. I'm going to be curious to see if the Saints start to employ that a little bit earlier on in the game. You're not going to win a game going no huddle or up tempo the entire game. You're going to, you're going to end up you know, uh, uh, exhausting your skill position players, exhausting your offensive line. You're going to get your quarterback sacked. You're going to get your quarterback hit. All those things. I know that there are a lot of people that want to see Andy Dalton in place of Jameis Winston, but it just simply doesn't sound like the New Orleans Saints and Dennis Allen 
are in that situation yet to where they feel like they have to make some type of a big wide swathing change at the quarterback position. And that's probably wise by the team because when you have so many other issues that are going wrong, changing out the quarterback isn't going to fix all of the other things that aren't going your way. Blitz identification, the offensive, which isn't just Jameis Winston, right? That's Jameis Winston, Eric McCoy, the offensive line that are identifying all of those things. So having something like that where you have like kind of this big shift at quarterback isn't going to make your job easier. So I understand this ain't sort of hesitation to go down that route, but you're going to have to start to show improvement with Jameis Winston at the helm if you want to start answering those questions, right? So three weeks now, we haven't really seen that. We've seen kind of glimpses of it, right? The fourth quarter against the Atlanta Falcons, a couple of drives here and there against Tampa and against the Carolina Panthers, but it's just simply not enough at this point. So I think early on, maybe upping the tempo for this team where they tend to have their best drives at the beginning of the game where things are scripted, maybe in the second half, and then most of the other good drives happen in the fourth quarter. It's kind of akin to what we saw with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, for instance, for the New Orleans Saints. So what they need to be able to do here is find success early on the offensive side, and they're going to have to start scheming that themselves. Pete Carmichael has the playbook. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he spent all those years with Sean Payton, and Sean Payton was very good at this in terms of scripting plays. Pete Carmichael should be able to do this. He has it at, his, at the helm. He just has to make the right decisions. Dennis Allen has to be able to make the right decisions in terms of where this team is headed and what their identity is, all of those things. So until they start to get those things together and they stop putting the ball on the ground and turning the ball over, we're not going to see much improvement from this New Orleans Saints offense. So I think maybe an up-tempo, high-percentage kind of approach, particularly in the passing game early on, might help to kind of settle things in, get things slowed down, and then put them in a situation where they're able to actually build some momentum to be able to propel them throughout these games. The issue is that they keep stepping on their own toes, right? When they do build the momentum, you get the sacks. Well, you didn't really get a lot of sacks in this game. So let me not put that out there. But you do get the penalties, right? Like I mentioned, three out of the five um, three and outs, they had at least 10 penalty yards on those play on those drives and on those series. So for the Saints, fixing that and getting sort of the pre-snap operation down to where you're dealing and getting ready for pressure and where it's coming from, where you're dealing and getting ready for uh, you know, you avoiding things like false starts and illegal shifts and holding penalties and stuff like that because you don't know where the, the you're you're playing from behind. You don't know where the pressure is coming from. All of those things, those things have to get adjusted. Those things have to be better if this New Orleans Saints team simply wants to win more games this season and 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 especially if they want to beat better opponents than the ones that they've already sort of struggled against, including the Atlanta Falcons who they struggled against for three quarters, and then the Carolina Panthers who they seemingly struggled against for four quarters. So. If you want to beat better teams than those, and there aren't a lot of them out there that are worse uh, than those two teams, you got to be able to stop shooting yourself in the foot. And so the turnovers, the penalties, and then maybe getting a little bit of an up-tempo, high-percentage look to help to start to build some momentum and confidence for this offense uh, are, are, are going to be what's needed. But you got to be able to get Michael Thomas back out there. He's got a toe injury. You got to be able to get Jarvis Landry back out there. He's got uh, an ankle injury. You got to be able to get your weapons out there. And if the Saints are going to be down those guys going in, they were down to two healthy wide receivers in this game, Marquez Calloway and Chris Olave, who, by the way, Chris Olave had a great game. Nine catches, 147 yards. But those stats are empty if you can't get in the end zone, not just Chris Olave getting in the end zone, but if the offense can't get in the end zone, right? So you got to be able to capitalize on those things. You have to be able to fix up what you're looking at uh, when it comes to this New Orleans Saints special teams, defense, all of that. So a lot of work to be done. Uh, and a lot of things that kind of have to start going right for the Saints very, very quickly. They have the talent. I believe they have the coaching staff. 
I believe that they have what they need to be able to get it done. But if they can't put it all together, it's a moot point. But if they do put it together and they do start to execute on the field, it's going to be a very, very obvious shift in the positive for this New Orleans Saints team. All right, coming up tomorrow, we're going to take a look at not only what went wrong for this team and what they need to adjust, but also the things that did go right. There were some highlights for this team. Chris Olave is looking like an absolute stud. Just got to be able to get him in position to where he's the the offense is capitalizing off of what he's providing you. Uh, Pete Werner continues to answer questions and and I think look like the guy that clearly the New Orleans Saints saw when they decided to pass on going back to Quan Alexander. So there are some positives here the New Orleans Saints can build around. But how do they build around them? We'll try to answer that in tomorrow's uh, Monday episode here on Locked on Saints. That's going to do it for this postcast episode. Uh, I appreciate y'all very much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day. Make sure you go and check out Peacock and Williamson, the NFL show, so you can get all of your NFL news and analysis for this week in less than 30 minutes. And make sure you come back for another full episode of Locked on Saints late Monday, uh, late Sunday night, early Monday morning. Appreciate y'all, as always, making me a part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. And of course, as always, if you see me, say hi. Uh, If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know the families. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're bombing them. Big thank you to everybody that's here for the live postcast. We appreciate you very much being here. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. As always, I'll holla at you.